What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P, on the mic. What's going on, y'all? Back at it with another episode of We Got Y'all. We Got Y'all. Exactly, man. Because we definitely got y'all each and every time. Uh, We're back at it with, uh, or excuse me, this is a television feed for the Culture Garden podcast, um, our film podcast. So we are covering Harlem. Harlem, as well as your honor, but today we're specifically talking about Harlem. That's it. Um, We just released our preview message or preview message, preview episode, should I say, um, and kind of a recap of season one, what we expect from season two. And then Friday, we had episodes one and two of season two um, release. Yeah. Um, And they are going to be releasing these two episodes a week Mm -hmm. for the next four weeks, um, eight episodes total. And Rachel and myself will be here every Monday to go over things with you and kind of give our thoughts on it. Um, if you are new to We Got Y'all, this is a um, it's more of a conversation, really, uh, mm-hmm. more than a recap. Well, we don't go scene by scene or anything like that. We'll talk about some important themes, some important th- uh, scenes that happen. Um, but overall, we're just giving our thoughts. Like I said, we, we're inviting y'all into our conversation. I hope to have a big one. So please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram um, at the Culture Garden Podcast. Please leave a comment. You can follow yeah. us, DM us. Like, we will talk about this stuff with y'all all day. So. Uh, we definitely appreciate y'all rocking with us and, um, you know, joining us on this journey. Um, I am here with some water. You know, I usually try to get a, <laughs> people that know me, you know, I, I'm a, I love wine. So usually when we record, I have some wine poured up, you know what I mean? Giving my thoughts, but it's a rough weekend, See, you know, you recently, turned, recently turned 36. And okay. I was just telling Rachel before we started recording, like, I think I just got to start listening to my body now. That's it. You no, know, I, I can't. I can't go as hard as I used to back in the day, man. My body just feels the effects, and it's a that recovery is longer at this That's age. It. Age comes wisdom, my boy. You feel <laughs> me? Like, yeah, man. So I'm definitely sipping on that good old H2O today. No, yeah. no, I don't want to see wine at least for another 48 hours. Um, Ray P, That's we had right. two episodes. We did two very good episodes. Mm-hmm. The premiere episode is Takesy Backsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have episode two, which is If You Can't Say Anything Nice. Yeah. And they were both very, very good. Um, we're going to have this conversation about both of them in one. We're not going to talk about episode one and then move on to episode two, which is one big conversation, kind of like we okay. said earlier. Yeah. Um, episode one, Takesy Backsies, was directed by Linda Mendoza. So I want to give her a shout out. It was written by Tracy Oliver, Scott King, and Nicole Dressel. Episode two was directed by the cast's very own Megan Good. I know we mentioned last week in the recap episode that she had directed a music video yeah. um, for the actress that plays Angie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she directed this episode, which I didn't know. I, I wasn't I didn't know that she had a, a directing credit for this season. So that was pretty dope to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that episode was written by Brent Matt, Tracy Oliver, and Nicole Dressel as well. She's the executive story editor. So she's kind of going to be involved in all of that. Um, Let's get right into it. Let's go. Let's so, start it. <laughs> yeah, where do we want to start? Um, let's start I mean, with... Go ahead. Oh, I feel like we got to start with Amira. We got to start with the opening of uh, episode one mm. takes me back. See Amira admitting to seeing Camille and Ian kiss, not just the night before the wedding, but also in season one at the Titanic party. Mm-hmm. Episode two in season one. Yep. Blew my mind. When I tell you they got straight to it, they got straight to it. I guess that's what happens when you lose two episodes. 
Right. You ain't right. got Good time point. to play with it. And they did not. They did not. It was um, I'm glad that they did get right to it. I was a little bit taken aback when it looked like Mira was trying to spin it and act like she didn't see it. Yo. Because the first I... time, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say in season one, I thought that she saw that. Like it was just too obvious not to miss. And I'm like, all right, Mira just might not be a little, she might not be as aware as I thought. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, we know we saw you see them. <laughs> like, so you can't walk by. And I get it. Is you're about to get married. Do you really want to blow it up? But I'm glad she stood up for herself. We saw her see them. They mm-hmm. didn't see her until they would not have seen her until she came clomping down them stairs. You know what I'm saying? So I actually, I, I too am surprised that she, um, that she turned it around because when she first started acting like she did it, that's where I thought the story was going to go. That was not at all surprising to me because bitch, you just paid $25,000 for the dress alone. No telling how much everything else costs for this wedding. And she probably really 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 loves Ian even though he said you know he knew six months ago he ain't feel like that towards that girl right it's um you know I, I thought about what we talked about as far as Mira's gonna make him sell her he's gonna make she's gonna make him say to my face you do yeah. not want to get married which is a lot harder as we know yeah um, you just pointed out Rachel he knew six months prior and he still couldn't say anything like mm-hmm. once you're tied up and you make those kind of life commitments with somebody it's really hard to back out that's yeah. so why you have to be sure <laughs> and you have to make sure you're ready for all of that. But um don't be a renigger. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> he knew he was wrong. He, he knew he was wrong. He knew he had to sit in that because he could have said something six months prior. Or um, not ask. Yeah, or not. <laughs> or it's just a common theme I saw throughout the uh, first couple of episodes about just owning your shit. Yeah. Own it. Like you got, you know, I think this story. Um, or at least the first episode does a good job of you're wrapped up in these characters that you know. Mm-hmm. No different in real life. You care more mm-hmm. about the people that you know than the people you don't. Like so, right. those right. side stories don't mean as much to you. So you don't really take too much time to look at things from Mira's perspective um, and her point of view. And then when you finally see it, you realize like, yo, like of course we're rooting for Camille. And, well, I won't say of course, but I know some people are rooting for Camille and Ian because it seems like that you know love lost. You know, to quote DMX, you know. Uh, uh, damn, I'm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rachel. Man, how's it going down? Um, let it go and come. You let back. it go. It came back. That's how strong it was. How strong it was. <laughs> but you belong to Cubs. Could have belonged. Belong to me. Hey, <laughs> we, can do, we can do a breakdown on that song. But either way, my point of it was we wanted to see that love story blossom and unfold. Yeah. Um, and I think I. Like I said, that might have changed a little bit after the five years ago episode when you kind of realize how that breakup actually went. Yeah. Because um, you got it. I had a completely different perspective at first. And then I seen that episode. I'm like, oh, OK. And I'll be all the way honest with you. I'm not 100 percent sure if Camille and Ian are going to work now. But they ain't going to make it. But seeing Mira and seeing her point of view and hearing what she had to say to Camille and Ian really just like, oh, snap. Like, nah, y'all. We know this was foul, but like now that you see it affect other people who are yeah. innocent, it's yeah. really foul. Um, Mira was absolutely correct in everything she said to Camille, uh, and everything that sh- that Ian said to Mira about Camille. 
mm-hmm. was absolutely correct. And then so Amira came back with, no, nigga, your decisions and timing, this is consistent. <laughs> this is yep. who you are. On some bullshit. Like, I felt her. I, I did not like Mira. I didn't think she and Ian would work anyway. But um, Camilla and Ian was wrong. It was dead wrong. Simple, simple as that. Um, I like that Auntie Tammy, aka the legendary Bevy Smith, my queen, mm-hmm. um, was like, nigga, <laughs> what the fuck do y'all have going on? Here you go ruining <laughs> weddings. I thought y'all was over. Look at you, you know. Hey, um, oh shit, look at the plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hilarious line. Ridiculous. Um, I like that Bevy or Aunt Tammy is not really rooting for them. I like that she is very honest. Like, this is some bullshit. Y'all are messy as hell. Um, even when we saw her last season, like, girl, what is you still doing here? Like, <laughs> why are you here? Move on. Um, she is rooting for Jameson, essentially for Camille. Mm-hmm. Not that I really love Jameson for Camille, but right. Um, I think that they have a better chance at longevity than Camille and Ian, despite them having the richer history. Right. Um, if she had to be with anybody, um, I think Jameson might love her more. Jameson's definitely better for her. Well, I won't say better for her that because that's her life and, and and things of that nature. But she, he's definitely the one that. He he says he's gonna say I love you first. Like he's yeah. one of them type dudes for sure. Yeah. Like easily. Like he cares about her. He changes his he switched up his life and his plans to be with Camille, uh, which is wild. All wild as hell. Goes back to that timeline because I have no idea how long they've been together, but man, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, that is a lot. But uh, you made the point of just looking at those two characters as far as Ian and Jameson. <sighs> even with the Aunt Tammy conversation, like it reaches a point where, you know, you said move on. Like at some point mm-hmm. you have to move on. And I think that people reach that point where they know exactly. I think there was a, a there, I'm not think I know there was a scene between uh, Camille and Ian at the end of episode two, where they say, you know, we all got that one person we blow our life up for. Yeah. And they agreed it was the other for them, but I think that falls into the issue. Like sometimes people can't get past whatever one person's in their head. Yeah. Uh, no matter how much time goes on, um, what happens, you know, I went through this in my twenties, like where I think about my twenties a lot and I'm like, man, I wonder how it would have looked if I just kind of, you know, healed, you know, properly healed, properly addressed some things, you know, found the closure and moved on. Like instead of holding space for somebody that, Absolutely. You know what I mean? The whole time, Absolutely. it doesn't even you don't even it doesn't even work out like that. So it's like, man, at some point for your own sanity and your own mental and your own um, love that you're deserving of, you got to yeah. move on and, and find yeah. what's best for you. Um, you know, I know people live by the you know I love who loves me. I'm I I, I like who I like, and once <laughs> I'm there, it's there. Like that's just me, man. Like once I'm there, it's just there. Like that's the problem. That's why Camille and Ian about to be back in this mess. Right. <laughs> Right. What do you feel about them like starting from I'm a big believer in your foundation being clean and flawless like and obviously this isn't the beginning and they have stuff to build on. But what do you feel about their second act starting like this? I mean, that's a lot. Um, couple ways. 
a blow up has to happen. Okay, whatever. Sometimes it takes something dramatic to really pull you in, quote unquote, your person to each other. Um, I like that she came back. So at the end of episode two, where she comes to his job, you know, like he did in episode one, Mm -hmm. uh, she comes to his job and just says, you know what? You're who I want to blow up my life for. Like, I did have to apologize and I did have to come clean to Jameson. Like, it is what it is. I like the level of honesty they both came back with. Mm-hmm. Mm, that she came back with. Yeah. I, something about Ian is making my side eye twitch. <laughs> He's not good at communication. Um, and they're not going to survive without that. Like, if they can't... Come on, man. Like, I understand your wedding just got blown up, but 24 hours and we in the middle of this, like, come on, man. Give me a response. Give me I'll talk to you later. Give me something. That's it. That's it. And the way that he handled her Jameson situation, um, well, while I do think that Camille owed Jameson an explanation... Ian having that reaction was very troubling to me. And it felt like because my shit just blew up and is whatever, like, then that means yours has to, too. Because I think that mm, say Mira doesn't see he and Camille kiss. Uh Does he still call it off? No, of course not. He ain't got it in him. So he was, you could tell that when she came down the steps with the dress. Yeah. And it's bad luck to see you. And the way he turned around and tried to play it off. Like, that's the moment where you're like, look, like, maybe not that exact moment, but, and why y'all sneaking and geeking in the middle of the reception hall anyway? Well, she, Camille was drunk as fuck. Like, it was unintentional. It had he, had they not have seen each other, I don't think that they would have had the conversation um, and shared that kiss if he hadn't been coming down the hall or whatever the situation was but I felt like because his shit blew up she needed to blow hers up um and while like I said while she did owe Jameson something she didn't have to share that specifically with you because it really ain't your business like (laughs) I I had that written down in my notes as a question to ask you if you felt a way about Jameson's reaction like it was weird to me like why Yes, you're right. Jameson owes he he's owed an explanation, but that's between Camille and Jameson. Like the yeah, fact 100%. that it seems like things are contingent on making sure that Camille told Jameson the reason was a little weird to me. Like, well, I don't even like he and he was like belaboring the point. Like, so what how'd he take it? How'd he take that it was because of me? Like, what? Right, what you talking about? I guess only for the sake that he wants to ensure that Jameson can't and doesn't come back and try to get Camille back. So, no, like, you got to know that I left you for this nigga, for my nigga. What? I, it's making my side eye twitch. <laughs> Listen, I don't blame you. I I, uh, I do not blame you. It is kind of odd that that was something that he's not only curious about, but upset about. But ups- genuinely upset about. Yeah, genuinely, genuinely upset, upset about. about I did not like that at all. Shout out to Tyler Lepley, um, as Ian. I, hmm, I'll be watching this nigga. 
<laughs> the yeah. rest of these episodes. Because yeah. I think he got some shit about him. That's that's kind of off. And maybe that same shit called back to season one where we see the flashback episode while he did. Okay, you maxed out all your credit cards. But maybe you don't all the way be on top of your shit, Loki. Could be. I could see that. He kind of gives me those vibes. Because Camille don't those vibes. on top of her shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I you know, the main thing with Camille and that whole, you know, Ian, everything, just Camille in general, mm-hmm. um, own it. Just own yeah. it. Just own your shit. Just you know, Mira, Mira told her, Jameson told her, you know, um, um, you know, you trying not to be a bad guy made you a much more brutal villain. Mm-hmm. And it made him look stupid. Like it just telling the truth once is just all you need, and then you yeah. kind of close up and be, you know, move on with it. But she, she's making a bigger mess, and I guess that speech and you know being told to own it is what led her to back to Doctor Pruitt's. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll stick on the topic of Camille. But what well, did you have anything else to mention with Ian and Camille? Uh, that's really it with Ian and Camille, uh, as far as Jameson goes. You know, he was right. I don't feel like she made him look stupid. I like that she said, you know, what we did have was real. It just was not enough. It wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't more than what I feel for Ian. And sometimes it just be like that. As hard as you try to move on and like this other nigga, like, they just ain't got the sauce like that. And it's nothing that, it's not anybody's fault. (laughs) It just ain't listen. It's life, man. That ain't this, and this ain't that. It be like that. Um, yeah. So back to Doctor Pruitt's house we go. Yeah. So we we found out that she quit, and now she's back at the door trying to unquit. Trying to taxi backsy. Trying to get her taxi backsy. Quinn is so childish, my god. Um. (laughs) I didn't care for her apologizing initially. Like, okay, yes, you have to make that right. But on her grown up again, take accountability. Let me fulfill my contract and we can move on from there. I respected that. Like Dr. Pruitt, I respected that much more. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I think that was her just owning it, her realizing yeah. that, you know what, you're right. Everybody else is right. I'm on some trash. I need to just kind of get myself together mm-hmm. and keep it pushing. So I am curious to see how that's going to play out. Hopefully we get more whoopee. Um, hopefully we get more Whoopi hopefully at the end she for whatever reason maybe Whoopi or Dr. Pruitt doesn't hire her as an ad, as a full time professor but maybe she just proves herself and is able to stay at Columbia if it's her heart desire or at least work with her on some projects thereafter if she stays in New York because she has to stay in Harlem my god Right, exactly. And I'm thinking Dr. Pru is going to, their relationship is going to get to the point where she does give her some good recommendations. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think it's going to, I think that's what we're going to see. But Camille has a lot of work to do. She does, yeah. has a lot of work to do internally and um, personally and professionally. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that's really all I got about Camille right now. I know there's yeah. going to be a lot more with the next six episodes, but um, very interesting to see where her character is going. <laughs> No, that's I just was saying I'm interested to see where she goes. Angie, she's a lot, man. (laughs) Angie, um, Angie's the reason you gotta ask who all over there. 
Angie is unhinged. She's the reason you got to ask that question because Angie's there. I'm not. I'm cool. I'll stay at home. Oh man, I I. Why the fuck you coming in the crib so loud? All the time. Oh, that shit was on me out. But go ahead, Ray. All the time. I had to ask myself because I'm not a sexual prude. I'm not. But Angie is unhinged. She mm -hmm. is a bit ridiculous. Um, what is this? Four dicks in 60 minutes? About, I don't know if it's 60 minutes, but definitely. Well, within, not quite in, yeah. in 48 minutes, you know. Right. Uh, well, I'll say three because um, her co-star turned her down. I thought it was strange, even though they were friends to already have had a key to his place. But again, I'm so funny about people being in my house. Like, no, you're not welcome here. No, <laughs> Let alone That's having my uh, access codes. Then, you know, getting the foot massage or the pedicure and going home with dude, that's funny. Again, known to disappear. But <laughs> pretending to not only have, but be a twin is some unhinged ass behavior. But I'm going not going to hold you. I was weak when, uh, what's his name? Which one? The second dude? Jaquan. Yeah, <laughs> Jaquan. Jaquan was like, oh, you much finer than your sister. Now wait a minute, niggas. Right. Same face. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm literally the same person. Literally the same person. Um. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I I don't know what to make of her even still. Like I said, she would not be in the friend group because what the fuck. Um. I think that she has the most room for growth. Like I, I'm yeah. actually. I can't remember if I said this in our recap episode, but I am curious to see where they take her storyline. And, and from what I'm seeing about like just a preview for the season, mm -hmm. um, it, it seems like there are some decisions that Angie's looking to make, and she does want to yeah. like get better and progress and, and, yeah. and things. Um, I just don't know how it's gonna look. I, I do think that she did, is gonna have a redeeming story when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. But right now, mm -hmm. it's like a lot, and it's just I don't. I, like I said, I just don't see her. In this friend group, I don't see, I don't like her maturity level. And what yeah. I mean by that is like Quinn is, um, we'll get to Quinn soon, but Quinn is, um, you know, in this blooming, what she thinks relationship and she's found somebody like, why is your, why is your response? Like, where's my real estate going to be? Like, where am I living? Like, where am I laying my head? Like she was immediately like guarded and threatened by the idea of her not being able to. Cause um, she about to be homeless. Control. Yeah, like, you, but why isn't your response like, all right, I need to get on my shit and get a job or get some more steady income so I can move or whatever the case may be. I got to know where I'm going to lay my head to get dressed to go to work first. <laughs> I got to get dressed somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but like, I, you would just think that your first instinct is like, all right, then I see what this is going. Like, if, if I'm Angie... And I see that I see the play. I'm like, all right, man. Quinn really feeling this chick. Like she's sleeping over. Like I see the future. I right, maybe I need to get on my shit or maybe have a conversation with Quinn. Like, yo, I see y'all might be getting serious. Like, what's the timetable? I don't know. Like, Kyrie. I just feel like Angie should look at this differently. No. One number one. This was Quinn and Isabella's first date. Yeah, that's real. Her first time over. 
let alone spending the night or how whatever time she ended up leaving because she had something to do at six in the morning. She said, "Had something to do, huh? Huh? Huh?" She said, "Oh, I'm up out of here," and you know what? Well, as soon as your road dog or somebody gets somebody consistent in their life, you know that some level of your relationship is going to change. Like whether it just be the time that you get with this person and Angie's perspective, nigga, it's where she lays her head at night on that couch. So I know that I have to figure out where else I'm a sleep. Cause what else can I do? Like is the housing crisis not an immediate concern? I got to know where I'm going to lay my head at night. That was my biggest thing. So I wasn't really put off by her caring about that. Um, I get it. It just was more so me side-eyeing Quinn. Um, I get, listen, I get, yeah, we Quinn got a lot of <laughs> shit coming towards her. I get her wanting to know where she's laying her head at night. But like I said, some part of you should be like, yo, I really, there should have been a scene where she's looking through jobs like, Yo, I saw at some point you can't just because it goes from her big um, break broke. Yeah, it goes from the guy <laughs> she was in the production with, her friend. Uh huh. Um, she's got a key to his spot, like you mentioned. Uh huh. Using that for someone to sleep. We got Marcus, so we meet in episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I got a question for you about that, but That's we got Marcus, and she's looking like you know real estate. Like I need somewhere I can lay my head. Like yeah. not one of these options has she ever stopped and said, "Maybe I should just get my own shit." That's the thing I'm saying. Like she ain't got no income. She, she can't get her own shit. Do you know how out. hard it is? Let me tell you. Do you know how hard it is to get an apartment in New York? Listen to some of these other podcasters talk about their struggles just to even get an apartment in New York. It is not like the crib. It is not like Charlotte where, okay, proof of income, maybe first and last month. You got to damn near give your first unborn child to get an apartment in New York. Like, it is an absolutely unhinged experience. So, I'm not, maybe with having that knowledge, I just wasn't bothered by her not trying to get a place, especially you you can't show any proof of income for any extended one at all, but let alone for any extended amount of time. Like nobody's going to rent to you. And if you remember the townhouse she was in, in the flashback episode last season, the record company paid for that. Mm -hmm. That was their shit that they put her up in that townhouse. So who knows the last time she really like had her name on some shit. That's going to make it even harder. That you just made a very good point. The one that I never thought of. Um, I've said a couple of times, I've never been in New York. I'm actually going for the first time the end of this month. Um, and I did not take into account that. Yeah, it's probably is hard to just get somewhere to lay your head. And when you yeah. get it, it's, you know, you know, people live in boxes in New York for real. For the most part, okay. small apartments that I'll be seeing. So, they That's didn't fair. even want to have a, the watch night at Angie at Camille's house because it's too little. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I'll tell you back what I meant. I, as Ty as, and Quinn I, got the big shit. I still, I still want Angie to get a little bit more proactive, but oh yeah, I she's get gotta it. grow up. That's without a doubt. She's gotta yeah. grow up. Yeah, I get it. Ugh, Angie, um, Angie. Angie. The last thing about Angie really isn't even about Angie. Like, I just really hope niggas ain't out here acting like Marcus, man. Hope. Oh, like, I hope that's not a thing. Like, I really hope that's not happening, man. Like, I really hope, like. 
niggas like Marcus exist in this world. Um, the anaconda is hungry, bruh. Shut the fuck very up. Very corny, but also most niggas who all they talk about is their dick size and sexual prowess most of the time. 87% of the time it's gonna be a flop. Unsatisfying. Unfulfilling. The fact that this nigga said, have you considered vaginal rejuvenation? Mm-hmm. I would have whooped that nigga's ass, but you know what? I Marcus is exactly the kind of nigga to have a micro penis. Listen, I ain't got nothing. To, <laughs> like, that's that's on you. I was just like really, I was taken aback. I'm just like, yo, like dudes is really. I know like dudes is corny and I, dudes do a lot of lame shit for sex. But I'm like, bro, like you really. Let me tell you, he had to, they went on how many, not that you have to have sex on the first date or that you should, whatever is your prerogative, but let me woo you with all the things that I have first. Look at my amazing domicile. Let me open your mind up to other shit so that when I do dupe you with this dick, you will be conflicted as we saw Angie was because what the fuck? tell you one of the I dealt with somebody who had a lot of money and that was it (laughs) 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 it was quite literally (laughs) it it was quite literally literally one of the worst sexual experiences I've ever had in my life because what the fuck Mm. That's rough, man. Um, and it was a, he duped me. <laughs> he duped me with the snack and scooped. So I was just totally unprepared. I was flummoxed. Like, oh, hmm, my body is moving. Oh man. But my glory is not. I don't understand. The nether regions is it's drying up, buddy. <laughs> uh, That's rough, man. It, it was very sad. It was very sad and embarrassing because I don't even know what what do you do with that? Like you finish, you try to switch positions to find something that is satisfying to both parties. Nigga, that shit. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And I want to stand in solidarity with Angie in this moment because sis, I feel you. And she would have kept trying to, she would have hung out. She would have stayed with that nigga until he got to talking crazy, like, again, with the vaginal rejuvenation. And niggas don't know. Um, the regime is a muscle. Mm. Yeah. It's not going to stay flappy. So don't talk about anybody's sexual, whatever they got going on that doesn't change the structure of your vagina. There was a tweet actually earlier today that I saw. Um, some dude had tweeted like, all vagina is the same. I saw a thread like that recently. <laughs> and this doctor said, uh, y'all be nice. Vaginas are most similar right at the entrance, the shallow parts. But if you are able to reach deeper, they are very much varied. If you are unable to reach that far, then yes, it feels the same. 
So I don't know who need to hear this. <laughs> Actually, I do know who need to hear this. Oh, <laughs> snap, man. You know. Um, Your arms ain't long enough to box with God. You feel me? Like, listen, man, I'm just saying, like, don't be corny, fellas. Just don't be corny, man. Let shit happen naturally. Corny. If you got some deficiencies that you're dealing with, you know, no shame. But, you know, yeah. don't um, don't present them in a certain way that, you know, the woman's the problem or, you know, whoever's Andrew the part of the known. problem. He was doing all that fucking talking. Angie should have known. She have all that sex. You should have known. A nigga doing all that talking is not going to show up to bad. Yeah, and it, it works both ways too. If a woman was to tell me like she gonna do this, that, and the third, like you building expectations at that point, like you don't know what I've had or what my experience yeah. has been. Like everybody's got one, two, you know, you got your top sexual experiences in your head. Like so, if you come talking that rah rah, like I'm comparing it to that off the bat versus me getting my own experience with it off my own. As you should. You know what I'm saying? Like now I got As my own you experience. Should. You know what I mean? We could have had our own special thing. Or still could have our own special thing, whatever the case may be. But like you came in talking about you was gonna do this, you was gonna do that, and like this is regular to me. Like you know, because yeah. it might not be regular to you or who you've been with in the past, but you never know who somebody's been with or what their experiences are. That's why I just everybody just shut up and just let things happen and don't talk yourself out of no yams either, because he could have easily talked himself out of some yams if he didn't have all that stuff in the crib. One thousand percent. I'm sure that he did. But Angie had to be focused on her next real estate opportunity. <laughs> Remember, Angie even made the point, like, you know, usually when somebody uses a line like that, I laugh at them. Like, you know, she said that in the episode, but she yeah. said, you know, but pretty much given what you got, don't let it slide. So I don't know, man. That was just a weird thing. And obviously, I guess it's a real thing because um, they wrote it. And all these things come from experiences. Um, I know why the cage bird sings. Yeah, man. Man, that's got to be rough for y'all. It's got to be rough for y'all, man. It's traumatic. Shout rough. out to them. Uh, yeah, let's see where Angie goes, man. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Good luck to her. You, before we hop off of her, you made a point last week that said, I like Angie for Quinn, and you're absolutely right. I like Angie what? For Quinn, in Quinn's life, as yeah. her road dog. Yeah, they, they, they go together. I when she came in and comforted Quinn, comforted Quinn after being so ridiculous about Isabella, Angie is who you needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. Not Ty, who does not really emote, um, and not Camille, who is all, all over, over the place, place. With her own shit. With her own shit. Even though Angie is a mess and all over the place, um, she's a safe space. And yeah. she's able to provide solace and to relate and emote uh, with Quinn in that moment. And, of course, provide comic relief, which we all need. Absolutely. Um, they so get each other. But they know they, they understand each other. They know what they need or what they provide to one another. It, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to see um, between the two of them. And probably the the one redeeming thing about Angie, because outside of that, like I, we've said a few times, I don't, I don't see why she would be in a friend group. Yeah, um, but she she is a good friend, especially to Quinn. Um, especially to Quinn. I will say that. Um, let's we get might right well in. jump into Quinn. I was just about to say, let's get right <laughs> into Quinn. <laughs> My girl 
out is down bad. What the fuck? Quinn, what you got going on, man? So, like, what you got going on, man? You got to slow down. Doing too much. Between episode 10 of last season, so not even there, between episodes one and two, I'm going to give the time that has passed four days. Maybe a week at the most. Yeah. Quinn, what the fuck do you have going on? Why would you assume that you and Isabella are a couple? She's already tried to go home and be about her own business on more than one occasion in these few short days. And no, stay. She said that she was going to be less needy. And she is not. She is not being less needy. I'm concerned. Listen, she ignores all the signs. She is um, oblivious almost to what's going on around her. I think that's because she's so wrapped up in what she wants. Like, that's more important than anything. Like, she can't see what's real. All she can see is what she wants. And there's a little bit of it there. And this is probably it. Like, everything that comes by is like, this is it. This is it. This is it. Like it's versus experiencing it and just finding out. Like she's rushing that. Like you, you going to her job to drop off breakfast. Like you talking about you, you a couple. Like that's yeah, just just a little be OD. in the moment. A be little, moment. a lot od, a lot od. I'm concerned, and I know like the running joke, um, especially if you be on the bird app a lot, is that lesb- lesbians move really fast, and. Maybe Quinn was banking on that because she is desperate to move really fast with someone and be in love. But I'm concerned about my girl's stability and like common sense. Yeah, I think that she was she's gonna move fast regardless of who she's with. Um, Quinn is. Yeah, well, we saw that even with Sean. Because why is you watching his son like within a week? Yeah, she wants to show that she's quality. She's she's she wants to prove her worth to everybody. Um, look, I am she doesn't Quinn doesn't understand how she's single. She does not. You know, what but I mean? everybody else kind of does. Yeah, and she needs to sit down <laughs> like like most people needs to sit down and just kind of understand yourself a little bit better and really figure out what you got going on and some things you could work on because you're just doing the most. Like I said, you don't um Isabella is and I get this is new for Quinn this is a whole new experience and going to your point I think Ty made the joke about the U-Haul mm-hmm. at one of their uh, when they were eating once uh, as far as how they move and how yeah, fast they yeah. Um, I just think that Quinn doesn't know how to read the scenario like like you said Isabella was, Isabella was trying to leave after that night like she I gotta get I gotta get up I got some stuff to do when she dropped her off and said hey I'm gonna have him drop me off at home because I gotta get ready for this stuff in the morning are you mad at me ho like like ho said man if you listen to culture guard podcast we <laughs> sometimes say like ho got a bar for everything and we'll randomly drop a bar but um ladies I love you but I love my freedom more that's yeah. how Isabella was playing it like you know our time together is our time together and I like you. You cool. And Isabella had to tell her like, and it's been fun and like a casual getting to know you. Like this just started happening. Way it ain't been seven whole days. Now you do you, you dropping couple like we a couple, a couple. 
I gotta tell you, matter of fact, I gotta tell you about something that happened yesterday. Uh, I can't believe I didn't talk to you before we started recording. Uh, super random. We'll get back to the topic, but it has to do with this. Like, okay. I wish you could have seen. Me. I wish somebody could recorded my response. Oh, but either way, um, okay. Don't do too much, y'all. Like, just read the room, enjoy the time. You don't even know, like, Quinn. You don't even know if you like this woman. That's my thing. You don't even know if you like this woman for real. Quinn lacks situational awareness and I have a theory on black people who are raised like with wealth because even though I, I, I don't gather that Quinn spends a lot of time like outside of her crew like just in black shit um, right. I, I'll say that those thoughts for another time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some more information but, that comes out, um, but but she just does not get it. It's so many cues and whatnot that Isabella, Sean, the nigga from last season at the bar at 11 o'clock at night, that they gave that Quinn just does not see, does not pick up on. And Art, my mother says this, are you that love starved? Are you that love starved <laughs> that you would just take and accept anything in that as soon as somebody gives you a taste of attention, it's the holy grail and all your common sense and whatever else is just gone? And that is exactly how I feel about Quinn. Are you that love starved yeah. that you don't have no goddamn sense? Yeah. Um, I think that's the only way to really look at her at this moment. I, I was even thinking back to the five years ago episode when we saw her at was it Chase? Yeah, when she saw her at Chase, and just, I, I just wanted to observe like how was she like personality wise? Is you know mm -hmm. when she had it, you know she was dating the, the dude at the firm or not the firm mm -hmm. but the the bank, okay. and mm -hmm. she just seemed like a different character. Like she just seemed like she had more. She was more aware of who she was and what she wanted. Yeah. And I think once things start, you know, crumbling or don't go to plan, that's when she really doesn't know how to um, she doesn't know how to improvise mm. if it's off script. And her and Camille are kind of similar in that. Like they're. Yeah. Quinn lives how I like I imagine Camille would live as well. Like you have a plan and then you just try to do everything towards that plan. And when it doesn't see through, you just kind of mm. lose it. I don't know. I don't know. I think that we're going to get a lot with Quinn. Uh, another interesting character. Um, I really just want the best for Quinn. Yeah, she's just that person. Like if I knew Quinn in real life, like I'd pull her to the side. Like Quinn, what you doing this weekend? Like let's let's talk. Like you know what I mean? I care about you. I just want you to. I just want you to get everything that you deserve. And I'm gonna be real with you. Like you ain't gonna be able to do it like this. <laughs> she's gotta fucking relax. She has got to relax. And I didn't even talk about it. Spending four thousand dollars on sex toys. Is Bruh. outrageous, and I know I ain't got no money, but god damn, <laughs> I didn't and know what to feel about that. I play too much because she know. Also, I wanted to say this: Quinn being bad at sex does not surprise me in the least bit, mm -mm. um, at all. Because I don't feel like she can ever just be lost. Well, I mean, I guess it was Isabella's shoulder, but. If she has to like take control, quote unquote, I can't see her just being able to be lost in the experience, in the moment, whatever. Like, 
And that's why you need $4,000 worth of toys to try to manipulate the situation, essentially. Um, yeah. I play too much for that, too. <laughs> right. No, Quinn needs to learn how to be present. She's definitely oh. when she she can't enjoy the moment. She can't enjoy it. She can't just be there. You know, oh, she, my she, poor she, girl. She, like I really feel for her. There's got to be something that can be done, but that's just kind of who she is. Yeah. At least in this season of life. So, yeah, 4K at the sex 42, 22, whatever it was at the sex stories uh, is is insane. I didn't know how to feel about that. I didn't know if I was. Um, First, I was just appalled that somebody would spend that much at the sex shop. And then I was like, damn, am I that broke? That somebody could casually drop $4,200 at a sex store and it just. Well, we know she's an heiress. <laughs> <laughs> Not an Aries. An Aries. Not an Aries. Um, but still, that's $4,200 is a lot of fucking money, especially on toys like. You ain't even hitting Isabella no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ty should have started her off with something easy because Quinn clearly does not know herself in a better way, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so she should have started her off down that track. Like, okay, well, what do you like for you? Like, let's start there mm -hmm. and then move on towards where how this could be pleasurable for both you and a partner. All those fucking gadgets and utensils and harnesses and what Quinn don't need that shit. She, she don't. does not need that. And trust if she stays with Isabella or even with any other lesbian, I'm sure that they are going to have what Quinn needs because Quinn also gives Pillow Princess, but Pillow Princess energy. But child. I do I do have a question before we move on from Quinn. Yes. Uh, are we getting Sean back? Um. Eh, yeah. Or do you think she's exploring, you know, the the LGBTQ life? Because <laughs> she came out as queer. Um, right. Well, we see in the in the season trailer preview that they're at Pride and she's mm -hmm. rainbowed down. Um. She has to give Sean the son's iPad, iPad back. Yeah. So we will see Sean again. I don't think that Sean was trying to be super, super serious with her either anyway. Um, so maybe he takes her distance as just kind of like, okay, whatever, as like casual, normal separation from people that you are not married to. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Um, she might say, well, you know, I was experimenting with a woman, maybe, just because she talked too much, too. Like, she's a nervous talker. Um, but no, I think we still see Sean. And if he's done with her over that, then he's lame. But, right, yeah. I'm curious to see how it's going to go. She's got to she gotta live her own journey for yeah. a while, but we'll see how it plays out. Because so. think how much she really liked Sean. Yeah. And then to a week of Isabella, now you just over it. Nah. All she needs to be in Sean's face again. She'll like him again. <laughs> that that's I think you got a good point with that. Um I'm curious. I'm curious to see how it works out. I th I think we see Sean, even if it's just for a scene or an episode, but yeah. <sighs> Quinn. 
Quinn, 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 man. Please, I want you to get everything you you need. Ty, speaking of getting everything you need, uh, Ty is someone who, are you shocked, or this might be part of her character arc, are you shocked she's not in therapy? No. She screams therapy. Like, as far as, like, somebody who needs to be in it, like, it it seems like the fact that Camille's the only one that kind of goes to therapy, as far as what we know, uh-huh. It's odd to me because Quinn needs it. I, everybody does, not just these characters. We do in real life as well. Yeah. But um, I'm really shocked that like Quinn and who knows what Angie would even consider it. She make a joke out of it, but um, Ty specifically, like she needs some kind of intervention. Ty don't think she needs therapy, and that's the problem. Ty thinks that she is perfectly fine she is successful she has her own nice new york apartment she has a successful app the fuck she need therapy for that's real she is nothing, <laughs> nothing that only thing that stresses her is this brandon situation mm-hmm. and before that even popped up i guess nothing really was you know other than her health like yeah but, she doesn't really have too many like day to day worries as far as mm-hmm. like financially. She's pretty much set, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess people in those situations can't really seem to connect and understand why would I need to better myself when I'm better than a lot of people in certain areas. But emotionally, yeah. she's not in tune at all. And you know, some people are cool with that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I appreciate people that are okay with knowing that that's just the type of person they are. Um, that likes to run like the Zoe chick. Like, yeah. it just seems like that's who they are. And if you don't want to put the work in to be better, that's just what it's going to be. And if they're happy with that, then by all means. But I just think they got a lot more to, to give. Is Zoe the other lady that's toxic like Ty? Yeah, shebetoxic.com. Shebetoxic.com. Ty is going to fall for her. You think so? That's my prediction. Mm. Ty is going to fall for her. And then see the error of her ways and how awful it feels to be ghosted and just left by the wayside. <laughs> um, I can see that. That's actually interesting. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way that she's going to learn. It's got to happen. Yeah. You got to go through your own heartbreak. Um, it's, side note, another side note. I know I mentioned earlier um, that I got to tell you a story about what happened to me yesterday when uh-huh. I was out. Remind me to tell you a story about she she be toxic. It's not there's something similar and like just remind me to tell you about it. Ah shit. Yeah, okay. I'm not on. Listen, I'm not on it. I'm not on no <laughs> crazy ass website. Ooh, not y'all got honesty box still in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, this is years ago. Like keep in mind, this is like maybe 10, 15 years ago, but it's some oh, funny okay. shit. I, I'll tell you about it when we finish recording. Um, okay. Um, but who do you? The uh, only reason I mentioned that specifically is who do you think wrote that about Camille? Malik, oh, well, they Malik. said that uh, Mira wrote it. Huh? They said Mira wrote it. Who said that? Camille. Once she realized Jameson didn't write it, it's like, oh, well, it was Mira. Uh, hmm. But I also low key think it could have been. Um, the student Malik, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I thought it was Malik. <laughs> mainly because the reason I didn't think it was Mira because they had she's pretty though. She's pretty though. Yeah. I wouldn't see Mira saying that because she's she big mad. But Malik, I can definitely see him doing that. But they didn't actually have sex though. 
I know because my nigga went full diaper change. Yeah, so she didn't get hair. what she wanted. She didn't get what she came over there for. Hell, Ian ass probably wrote it. Quiet as it's kept. Like you said, you, he gives you, he gives you, uh, he makes you give him the side eye. So. He makes you give him the side eye. Ooh, watch me have written that shit. That'd be wild. That'd be real wild. Mm. Um, man, now you got me thinking about this whole tie situation. Her Ty, falling for Zoe. Yeah, she gonna fall for Zoe. Uh, Zoe didn't even get her. Ty didn't even have her shirt on good before Zoe was fully dressed. <laughs> and nah. ready to get up out of there. She hadn't even sat up in the bed. <laughs> that's real. She was that's out real. there. And that's how Ty be doing them chicks. They said that, bitch, you having sex with the waitress at the restaurant you want to date with? Are you crazy? That's some legendary shit, for real. That's some ridiculous ass I've done shit. Some, I've done some shit in my day, but I haven't reached that status. You and Ty is lucky to still be alive. <laughs> okay crimes of passion <laughs> oh man that's a real thing crimes of passion yeah oh man oh i love ties like whole she doesn't deny it yeah but it's crazy hearing it out loud sometimes when you hear stuff out loud about yourself you're like damn like i really ain't shit like, she really wanted them to disagree like she wanted yeah. them to like no nah, like have my back like nah own it the, the theme of these first two episodes on your shit. It's on your shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I, I'll be very interested to see what goes on. We see Brandon comes back um in the end of episode two. But I knew he wasn't gone. And like we said, he gonna try to take her up top. I cannot believe as savvy a businesswoman as Ty is that she would not have had that situated long before this moment. I just cannot believe that you've amassed a multi-million dollar company and you want to get your divorce situated? She's That's absolutely insane. She don't take care of her paperwork as far as her personal life. Their personal life is just, she lives day by day. Mm, mm, you know, mm. she's probably the most present out of anybody in the group. So this lets me know y'all niggas ain't got no life insurance. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh my wow, God. when you got that much. Yeah, I hope she sits down with somebody and really gets her um her assets and everything else in order. Her well now insurance. she got to because now Brandon coming for it. Yeah, and that, man, that just didn't have to happen. And that did not have to happen. And I just, in the day of smartphones, y'all don't have y'all emergency contacts situated. Brandon made the point of saying, like, you, you got a handful of friends. Nobody even knows who to call in a case of emergency. In case of emergency, what the hell? I think even about that. Like, I'm the type that, like, I will give, like, if let's say I'm, let's say me and a woman out of town, mm -hmm. right? I'm making sure she got somebody from my like sides info okay. and vice versa. Okay. Just because like, especially if it's something fresh, new, like I specifically would do that because God forbid, let's say we in whatever city and something mm -hmm. happens, like nothing yeah. got to be nothing bad, but something happened where you got to get a hold of somebody. Like let's right. say I got some kind of health thing and I'm just in another city yeah. and I'm with somebody who has no idea like who to contact or whatever the case may be. Like, 
A, you definitely want to know people that you're traveling with and Number maybe one. know a little bit about them. <laughs> most important. But B, like seriously, in case of emergency, that's what it, that's why they call it that. Like in this moment, I have to get a hold of somebody right right now. That's it. You know that that's good to know. Like it's just stuff that you live life long enough and you like think about like oh this is this might be important that's it even in the age of cell phones even if because brandon's name is on the insurance or in the paperwork whatever ty is in tech she ain't got her mama on her phone i'm they all got iphones right <laughs> you can get to the emergency contacts right i'm concerned <laughs> I would be very offended if something happened to me and my Charlotte people didn't try to get to my family. Somewhere. Right. Even though you know my, what I mean? my parents' names are very much still on my paperwork because a single. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's... What? God damn. Y'all haven't figured it out? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Very odd. Very odd. But hopefully they get that together. Like I, I, I'm really... I'll be honest with you. After these first two episodes, I am just really curious to know what the arc is. I think you've hit the nail on the head for a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really this tie thing, you really got me thinking about it because that's that's definitely where they're going with her character, right? Yeah. Unpacking and addressing her lack of um emotion, her um inability to connect. Mm-hmm. Um I think that that's really gonna be something they hone in on these last six episodes so i'm yeah i'm, I'm very curious about that and like i said quinn just finding her way we got ian and camille and then angie just trying to figure out what she's doing with her life yeah i don't really have any predictions i'd say for the next next two episodes who is the comedian in the uh in the trailer little, little, little real. real that's very good casting as uh, mm-hmm. for Angie's brother, brother. excellent casting. I'm excited to see her and Sherry Shepard as her mother. Um, I'm excited to see their dynamic. Um, I do as much as Angie get on my nerves, I would like to very much see where she come from, her home situation. Because why are you like this? Right. Um, I, I I would be interested to see that and. The fact that she's not unaware of her station in life. Mm-hmm. The preview of the conversation we see she and her brother um, having is like, what if it don't pop? Like, so she knows that she is in a fucked up situation and might have to just be regular, <laughs> be like the rest of us with a real nine to five if this music shit don't work. Mm. But I'm excited. I think that we, I think by the time this season ends, I really think that Angie's going to be someone we look at completely different. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope they're so. Gonna give us more depth. They, and that's something that the writer and the show has to do for the character. They have to give us more than mm-hmm. um, just the funny version. It's no different than when we, when you and I discussed Insecure mm-hmm. um, and we talked about Kelly's character. Yeah, and how they reached a point where they wanted to give you a different side of that. She's not always just the funny one. She's not, you know, she's yeah. got some stuff going on too. And um, one of her best qualities, I know we, we're hard on Angie, but she is aware of the situation she's in. She's yeah. not, she's not oblivious to it. Even though she's not the most proactive, she's aware and she knows something got to shake. She can't keep right. going on like this, right? Um, so maybe she can do it her way, and maybe she won't. Maybe she I can't. Hope so. you know, we don't. We don't know. I, hope so. I don't want Angie to fall into if she's not. Like 
but I don't want her to fall into like the fat funny friend, the fat whore situation like that we see on Hollywood with the storylines. Like, yeah, by all means, get it how you live. But I, I do want to see her character really, really do some shit because I actually did like that goddamn uh, get out musical scene. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I find yeah. myself humming scrape click all the time. So, yeah, man, that's shit. That's uh, a I want to see Angie doing some shit besides fucking. I'm <laughs> that's still some wild shit. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I, I do as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to know where we're gonna look at. I mean, I'm kind of feeling these two episodes at once. Yeah, I, I am, but I'm not. Uh, I think I probably feel them a little bit more if we had ten. But it is good to have. Have them back to back like that just to get a bit a little bit more of an update. Um, and then by the time we record next week, they're halfway through season two, which is crazy to say. So we got to get a lot of good information these next two episodes. Yeah. Um, we do see in the trailer that Jameson and Ian are gonna have a meetup. Looks like Ian pulled up on Jameson. I don't know how that happened, but um, obviously it's gonna have to be a situation. I'm interested to see where that where that talk leads. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. We got some time to cover it. That's the beautiful thing. I I don't really want to see Jameson and Ian like half beef. I wish Jameson called Chicago back. It was like, actually, I lied. I will. Right. Uh, although I don't want to see it, I'm interested now that it's here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now that it's here, we got to see how it plays out. Um, uh -huh. The only other random thing that I had was those it was those <laughs> that ridiculous scene uh, where that group of like four white women with the selfie stick in front of the Black Lives Matter mural. Oh, child! Looking for somewhere authentic so we can drink. Like, don't please, like just that's a real thing. The gentrification. Absolutely, absolutely. Hard there was so much of that during like twenty twenty. Oh yeah, like, doing stuff for the gram. Like it was ridiculous. So mm -hmm. you know. Are imitating life. That's it. That's but it. you got anything else, Ray? I don't. I'm excited. I'm excited for episodes three and four. I really am excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, with that being said, I think we covered everything that we wanted to. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get back to this water and this Pedialyte. There you go. Um, we got Your Honor. We got a new episode of that. We're gonna be discussing. Mm -hmm. uh, so be on the lookout for an episode. Uh, we just did Brown Sugar. Yeah. On the Culture Garden feed, it is Romance Month here. We have another episode coming for you this this Thursday, um, and I think that's really about it right now. Yeah, we working, we working, we man. Coming. We busy, y'all. We coming, <laughs> we coming. So, with that being said, Rachel, always a pleasure. Always, you know what it is. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>